0: What is up? (laughs) Live from the Tigerland. I am out of it. (laughs) Let's just start that off. Live from the jungle, home of our tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Velocity Podcast, episode 281. It is June 6th in 2022. Where's your brain? Because I can't find mine. Uh, I am significantly better from the bronchitis I had. Over a week ago, I'm still shooting out phlegm from my chest, which is very concerning, but I'm no longer feeling like death. But this still may be a short episode anyway, because if you're watching this live, like Warren Lung and Anthony Toy are watching live, it is 10.42 post-meridian time in the West Coast. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it took a while to get Tiger to sleep. He he is just going to sleep later and later every night. He he just refuses to go to bed properly. I I literally have to. It's it's like a hostage hostage negotiation. I have to convince him to go to sleep, and that uh, it, it 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 required multiple nightlights, you know, a lot of comforting for him to go down, which is why. Now, my, the, the the live start time of my show is getting later and later every week. This show used to start at 8 p.m. Pacific, <laughs> if you're watching this live. And now we've we've moved all the way in 10.40 p.m. Because, yeah, I, I had to wait. There was all kinds of... there's some sort of alarm going off outside. Uh, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to, like, get the computer running. It's just pure chaos trying to get this show running uh speaking of chaos um i i was a guest on another podcast last week and, I, and i'd like to promote a friend of the show enrique cruz actually he was here uh, a couple times well not here in the 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 current hey good evening anthony so how you doing man good to see you man we we still need to get everybody together for some rock band yeah. I, I haven't learned how to play a real instrument. I, I can only play plastic t- plastic instruments. We still gotta... We have to organize that one of these years. <laughs> while, while our hands still work. <laughs> so I, I was a guest on another podcast. Uh, uh, my friend Enrique Cruz. Hells yes. Hells yeah. We gotta do rock band. I I, 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 I I hooked it back up. I have it connected to the TV. My my son... My two-year-old has... has pl- he, he has declared... My my rock band two wireless guitar as Tiger's guitar. So someday he's gonna play it. Hopefully, I managed to maintain the licenses of all the tracks I have downloaded. <laughs> but as I was saying, <laughs> um, I, I was a guest on another podcast last week. Um, it, it should be posting either t- tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, a friend, a friend of mine, Enrique Cruz. He he is the the, the, the J to uh, Peter Malini Silent Bob. That's the best way I can describe their hetero-lifemate uh, friendship. Uh, they, they, Enrique has his own podcast. It's called Comic Centric. Uh, he has it on every podcast uh, server except for Apple. I think, I'm pretty sure he's on Stitcher and several of the others. But uh, his show was very interesting. Because it, 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 it doesn't deal with comic books directly. It deals with comic book... Fans and how uh, how they're comic centric, they're eccentric comic book fans. And I listened to the first few episodes. He just started about a month and a half ago, I think. And I heard a few episodes, and I and I and I wanted. I told him, "Hey, good job! You're, you're you're doing great. I'm I'm very entertained." It's a, it's, they, they tell a lot of stories about uh, the comic galaxy. And, uh, obviously, uh, nostalgic books and comics and everything in between, but they, they do leave out the names of the, of, of the guilty or the innocent. And I, I had to keep that in mind when we, when we, when I went on the show, but we, we did mention Comic Galaxy by name since I, uh, uh, I was, oh, there goes an alarm. Awesome. Someone's alarm. Hopefully my microphone doesn't pick it up, but, uh. Yeah, it, it was a very fun experience. I should be posting. I'll, I'll repost it on uh, on Twitter at Podcast, and on here on Facebook as well, and probably on. I should do it on Instagram. I've been terrible about Instagram lately. Uh, but yeah, it was a really fun conversation. Just like racking my brain, thinking back to the origins of me and comic books, and. It, it, it's funny because I, I think it, it's it's being set up for a Father's Day episode, I think. So maybe, maybe it might not be out this week. It might be out next week. I, I don't know. As soon as it comes out, I, I will let everyone know. Since I, now I, I'm a, I'm a dad, which anyone who's paid attention to this podcast at any point in the last couple of years, you've known I'm a dad. But it, it, we were focusing a lot on what my life is like as a, a nerd dad and how I'm going to handle that as uh, my son gets older, and you know, I know I, I've talked a lot about that on this on this show, but it was, it was very focused on that show. I, I kind of, I, I want to say I really went a lot deeper than I thought I would. I, I, I opened up a lot more than I normally would about my my life as a comic book clerk and how I was or who I was twenty years ago. Uh, I, uh, I, I have to admit I was a different person twenty years ago. A lot, a lot of my friends. Who who watched this show on Facebook Live? Uh, who that the guy they knew twenty years ago was completely different from the guy who I am now. I mean, there there's still like glimpses and and parts. Uh, Star Wars Celebration. I did not watch anything. I, no, actually, no. That's that's a lie. I I watched the the interview with him. Um, <coughs> I can see there's still those coughs here and there. I watched the the interview they did live with uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, and Hayden Christensen. That's the only thing I watched on uh, on YouTube. But uh, circle back, yeah this uh, this this podcast I did comic centric. Uh, it was a lot of fun, just really like going back and thinking about the the nerd that I was twenty years ago and then the nerd that I am now. And yeah, I, I really. <laughs> Yeah, I let out a lot of stuff, I, 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 a lot of stuff I probably haven't even talked about here on my own podcast, but for whatever reason, I, I've known both uh, Enrique and Peter for over 20 years, so they're, they're, they're old friends of mine, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's funny, because I, 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 I always kind of knew, but I never acknowledged it, I, always, I was kind of like a, a paternal figure for both of them. <laughs> I I never really like I don't know I, I never wanted to speak it out loud because I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was true. Oh, apparently, uh, the sidebar here. Uh, Anthony Toy here, uh, a friend of mine here. He ran into Hay- Hayden Christian last Saturday. He took his ex, to, he and his ex took their daughter to the same gymnastics gym in the same class as I must presu- presume as your daughter. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Especially right now, now that he's back in the public eye, playing Darth Vader and the Obi Wan Kenobi show, that, that's pretty cool, toy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, it was really cool to. I really wanted to do, uh, do the show for them, and I wanted, I wanted to do a good job because I, 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 and I told them, and I wanted to tell them both how proud I am of both of them because, because of course, I'm, Pete, he's done the Estella Cape, he's run a comic book store. For the last 10 plus years. Enrique is an accomplished artist. Who's He has a beautiful art style. And now he, he's finally opening. He, he, I, I always felt like when, whenever I had him come on the podcast. I felt like he always wanted to say more. But uh, I, I'm such a overbearing personality. And you know. that That's always going on. So I, I always felt like he couldn't um, express himself. When he was kind of just being a, a guest on my show. And so I'm, I'm so proud of him as well, where he's taken the lead. He's the, the host, and I, I was just letting him lead me uh, where he wanted me to go on the show. I, it, it, it was fun to be the guest. Uh, I, I very rarely have been the guest. I, I, I've been the host for over five years of my own show. I, I've studied podcasts for even longer than that and so to, to to be the on the other end to 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 be there in service of someone else instead of just in service of myself uh, it, it was a really fun experience and i i encourage any of you to, to, to go track down uh, the episode when it comes out i'll 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 post up when it comes out and now of course the cat's going to come out and be like you already have your dinner and your water <laughs> i the, 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 this is why i love doing this show live my wife thought when I, when I was doing uh, this other show, Comic Centric, she thought it was going to be live. and like, oh, what time do you have to be there to, to, be, to be on? I'm like, no, that, 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 that's a traditional podcast where they, they actually sit down and just record. We had to like talk over construction. <laughs> it just so happened the night we chose to record, uh, there was construction going on outside. We were recording at the new uh, Nostalgic Books and Comics, uh, just like we, how we used to record this podcast at the old Nostalgic Books and Comics. There was the, the city of San Gabriel was ripping up the street. There was all kinds of stuff going on outside. And then uh, my wife was super exhausted at night, so I had to take Tiger with me. So I was podcasting with a toddler over my shoulder the entire time. My 30-plus-pound toddler <laughs> uh, on my chest. I, I had set up my phone in the background, playing Cars 3 to keep him pacified so he wouldn't... Uh, go ballistic, but he was, he was just uncomfortable enough to where he just wanted to keep to himself, he's still not used to Uncle Pete's brand new store, he, he got comfortable with Uncle Pete's old store, after like five or six visits, where he was just walking around and taking over the place, but now with the new store, he's only been there like three or four times, so he, he has no clue, so I, I had to like scoop him up and keep him on my shoulder, and so I was like, I was like leaned back into a chair, and then I had then Enrique went all out. He got the full Zoom H one N one recorder, all the cables, there was headphones so you could hear yourself. Not like not like this unprofessional show where I just yell into a snowball mic connected to my computer. Uh, it, it was really cool. It, it, I, I I highly recommend. Yeah, check out the other episodes of Comic Centric, where they, like I said, they're talking to the personality, uh, the, the personalities of people who are into comics. It's a, it's a, it's a different take on on a comic book podcast. And yeah, I dug. I, I dug through my history. It, uh, it, it was. It's funny now at forty two, how much I, how much I've forgotten. To be honest, I, I still have. I've still retained a lot of information. I'm glad I have this show so I can document as much as I can of, of my brain before I lose it all, from from all the concussions I've had in my life. I, I fear that I'm gonna have some CT later. I'm just gonna forget who I am in about like five to ten years. So that way, I, I we, we can record me. That's that's one of the the sub purposes of this show. <laughs> it's not just to entertain my friends. It's is to be like a. A live backup of my brain, but the, the one thing I, I, I did want to like pick up from from that show, I, I highly recommend go go check it out when it does come out. Uh, Pete was telling me about because like, I, I bring up how now I'm, I'm a I'm a host on whatnot. I, I host for for my boss. My boss sells uh, video games on whatnot. Dusty underscore games underscore. If you wanna if you wanna go buy some very expensive games. Like Bruce Willis, yeah. I'm, I'm recording everything to, so I can remember. And we are. I, I'm glad you guys are entertained <laughs> uh, with Daniel Wong here, giving giving me my, the positive affirmation I need to keep going. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> see, that's that's the other fun part about doing this live. Sometimes my yeah, see, see, my brain just bleeps out. So you know, I, I'm I'm a host on 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 whatnot. I, I i sell i help my boss sell video games i uh, i turn up the the podcast personality to like 11 and i mean i i get real loud and i of course you know get me talking about video games i can talk for two hours as i was scolded today at work for for being a little too excited talking to a couple of coworkers about various gaming things so uh, i've been doing that and so uh, I was talking about that with, with Pete. I forget if, if it was recorded on the show or not. But he, he explained to me. Like, I had seen all these things about comic slabs. And I'm like, Pete, can you tell me what in the blue hell is a comic slab? And they're talking about graded comics. Uh, uh, game, uh, comic books that are encased in, in, in plastic tombs, never to be read again. And assigned a number between 1 and 10. Determining its value now that, that that's been around for a while this whole comic book grading' has been around for a while but uh, I guess it's getting even bigger and people are and, and on this whatnot app people are selling a lot of graded comics and I was just telling, oh that, that, that kind of stuff I, I I'm gonna come out here on the on my sh- on my own show and say I, I don't like this whole concept of getting uh, comic books graded and also video games um Everything that they, they 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 do, where they they take some item and encase it in a in a tomb, never to be read, never to be played ever again, simply because it could be worth more money. Just a part of part of the greed, you know. One many things. You, I remember in the show early on, we were just taking on everything. We had that influence from Sam where. He he wanted to take on the world. He wanted to, to use my my show as a platform to take on every ill in the world. But yeah, I don't I don't like this uh, this trend in collecting where you they, they encase. Yeah yeah. Toy Story two. There you go. That's right, Warren. The plot from Toy Story two. See toys also. Yeah, the, I'm sure there's toys being graded and encased, never to be used again. It it it, it really like, even. Comic books—it's always bothered me because I've always felt comic books are meant to be read. You, you I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't buy comic books hoping that they gain value. the The only value a comic book has to me is is it entertaining? Am I compelled to read it? Do I want to continue reading it after I've read this issue? Or does it uh, does it strike a chord in my heart or my brain? That, that, that brings me joy. And that's always been one of the things I've loved about comic books because even a bad comic book can be interesting in how bad it can be. <laughs> and then when a good comic book is really good that, that, that that's that uh, you know that, that chemical high that you get, the same high people get from gambling or, or drugs or, or what or, or whatnot. And that, that's why I've always loved you know, Comic books and video. I, I love this nerd culture because you you can you get that awesome feeling like you you watch these shows on 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 these streaming services. You you watch these movie you go, like the the Marvel movies are really good at really like tapping into that that that. that. I, I I know there's a technical term for that for for that positive. Like I, I keep wanting to say oxytocin. No, that's that's the painkiller. <laughs> that's the painkiller that people get addicted to. No, there there's a there's a positive, you know, pheromone that that triggers in your brain. And it's funny that to circle back to the whatnot thing. I think that's what a lot of people are on this app. They get that happy feeling when they win. And then I we've experienced that a few times in our in our auctions the way my boss does the auctions, it's very. Uh, he, he's trying to force people to compete over games it, it's a very it's very devious I, I'm not a big fan of it but he's the boss so I'm just gonna I just roll with it hey that's what he wants to do if it was my games I'd be doing it different. but it's not my games I'm not selling my games uh, we're selling my boss's games so it's, 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 it's his way and there's people like i think they're bidding just to get they're, they're bidding just to win and then it comes to the end all right cool you have to pick one game from this box and then they're like uh, uh, I, I i don't know i just wanted to win <laughs> they don't even know what to pick and then then, then they get the buyer's remorse because they they picked the wrong game because uh, so many people are trying to rip us off but yeah This whole like like there's mentality where uh, my my wife was just telling me we have this customer service issue at work where there's a there's a customer who's who's ordering games through one of our through one of our, our our channels and he's having us ship the game directly to one of the one of the grading companies like if if it was up to me I would have told the person to go fuck themselves. Cancel their order and refund their money. Like go find someone else to do this, or no, have the game shipped to you and then you handled sending it off to be entombed for the rest of its life, or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't like this whole grading business. And then when I heard it like that, that that's the term for 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 graded comics is slabs. We're selling slabs today, like. It's just it's like selling coffins that's what you're selling the, the, a friend of mine who's a comic book, a comic shop owner who feels similar literally as me he he used to call the, the the bag and the board the comic book coffin so like this this thing is like a permanent tomb <laughs> it's like oh you can't crack this thing open or else oh you lose your 9 point3 grade it makes me mad I, 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 I I really, I really abhor it because it's just, it runs contrary to everything I believe in, in, in nerd culture. You, the the stuff is meant to be enjoyed, of course. Like I was talking about last week, some people can't enjoy Star Wars for different reasons. Oh yeah, the uh, jipod are asking a, a great question. Uh, all the grading services are backlogged. and then uh, one of them, which is uh, apparently very controver- there's a controversial one called uh, I guess Wada games, you could pay extra and they'll just move you to the front of the line and get it back to you faster. <laughs> which is uh, I, it's just rewarding the rich people because get in front. So you can get your Super Mario 64 graded. If you get a nine point something, it might be worth a million dollars. It's just, yeah, they're they're backlogged, and uh, and, uh, even with the backlog, I was I was hearing during one of our auctions that now they're starting to accept Nintendo DS games for grading. So people were really bidding up those, and we had those available on our auction. It's a uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Again, I don't like it. It's it's insane to me. It's just it's it, it's like I didn't like when people were speculating comics back in the nineties. I remember going to this comic shop in Alhambra called Comic Heaven. And I think it might have been like the first or second time I ever actually got inside the store. The store was very erratic with their store hours. They they opened whenever they damn well felt like it. <laughs> Like that that was always the vibe I got because whenever I remember many times I would ask my dad to take me and they would be closed and it was like you would and then you check the, I I would check the store hours in the front and like we're here between the store hours that it says and they're not open <laughs> we're here at like two p.m. on a Sunday or we we're we we're here at five or six o'clock on it and on, on the day the comic books came out and. Well, I think that was the only time I remember one time we actually got in there because we went there on a Wednesday. I, I didn't or I didn't know that Wednesday was new comic book day. I was still very young. I was still like in middle school. Or was I in middle school? I I'm 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 trying to like circle back. Or was I a freshman in high school? There's a lot of stuff I, I was realizing, a lot of memories I have where I thought I was younger than I actually was. <laughs> where I was like, Oh man, I, I remember when Sonic three came out, I was so excited and I look back I'm like, oh, that was freshman year of high school <laughs> yeah, collecting ruined comics, yeah no, so but circle back to my own story I I, I, I submarine my own story there I remember finally getting into the shop, I, I think it might have been a Wednesday and then seeing people they were just buying, they were going through that because of the way they had theirs, they had those it was like in troughs like they stacked them all up and there, I remember seeing a guy, he was going through and like grabbing one of every comic. He was looking for the best one of each comic. And he bought one of every comic. And then I, I, I instinctively realized, I don't think he's buying those to read them. I think he's buying those to, to, to just put them away. Because the 90s was like all about, oh, you got to find all these old comics are, are worth something. You, oh, you better buy some comics now. And in 20, 30 years, they're going to be worth something because all these these books from the 60s and 70s are worth thousands of dollars now. So if you buy a book right now in the 90s, oh, in in 2010 or 2020, that book is going to be worth thousands. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, All the comic books from the 60s and 70s were treated like newspapers they they were the, there there weren't a lot of collectors the, the, the uh econ 101 supply and demand you know a lot of comic books were just they when they re- when they returned them to get their credit they were treated like magazines or periodicals where they'd just rip off the cover and send that back to the publisher and then throw away the rest of it that's why everything from the, the silver age or the golden age yeah, that that's the all those comics that we bought in the '90s, Daniel. They are worth less than what we paid for them. <laughs> we we paid a buck and a quarter, buck fifty, two dollars as the prices were going up throughout the '90s. Uh, uh, say, so Daniel, I think I remember. Didn't you have some of the the? I I I felt like you had some of the really cool ones back when we were at Macy. I think you had. Didn't you have a bunch of the uh, uh. I'm trying to remember. Why can't I remember Carnage and Venom? Some of those amazing Spider-Man's drawn by Todd McFarlane. I, I think for, I think you were one of the people you had some of those really good ones. I remember seeing them. Uh, like, I don't know if you had brought them to school or something, or if I went to your house. <clears throat> I remember you having some of those like really uh, valuable, amazing Spider-Man issues with Venom and Carnage. Uh, I don't know if I'm confusing you. I don't know if you, you had those or if someone else had them. I remember, I think, uh, I remember it was uh, Jay Quan who got me into X-Men. I remember, like, he, he brought an X-Men comic with him to school. And he showed it to me. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I think it was right, uh, right before, right around the, the, the X-Men. Uh, yeah, you did have a bunch of front, so it was you. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, I think it was Daniel. I think Daniel had a bunch of those really, like, well, those, those, well, back, well back then they were very valuable. The, the, the All those Todd McFarlane Spider-Man <laughs> comics. I remember you having them at school, or either you showed them to me when I went to your house, or you had them with you at uh, you had them with you at school. And I, I remember like looking at them, like looking just looking at the covers and going, "Whoa!" Like I, I knew well enough. I knew well enough to like, oh, I, I'm not gonna ask you to let me read them because those were worth something. I knew, <laughs> I knew well enough, even in middle school, like we're remember, remember ordering. Uh, I was ordering from one of those uh, distributors. I'm ordering my executioner song in the, in the, in the plastic poly bags. <coughs> I'm debating if I wanted to order an extra copy so I can keep one sealed. What's <laughs> a side hustle? Yeah, Spawn. Oh my gosh, Ugh, I, I, I have a I have a short box of Spawn one through <laughs> one through sixty three. I think I I think I paid somebody um I think I paid somebody fifty bucks for it. <laughs> out of my pocket. Someone, someone brought the box to the uh, someone brought the box to Comic Galaxy. and I'm like, oh cool, it's all the Spawn comics. <laughs> it's like It was like 1 through 60 and I'm like, oh cool. I was <laughs> like, oh the store doesn't want them, but I'll give you 50 bucks right now. <laughs> I'll pay you about a dollar a comic. And the guy's like, sold. He didn't care. I'm like, oh cool. I got all the early Spawn. I have like all the early issues of Spawn now. These are worth like ten bucks each or something. That was totally worth it just for one through five. And I think the I think the first one was signed by Todd McFarlane. I was like, oh, it came with the certificate from Puzzle Zoo. I think that was a store that used to exist out in um in uh, I think uh, Santa Monica Pier or the Promenade or whatever the mall that's out there in Santa Monica. I'm really like, I thought I scored. I'm like, oh, fifty bucks, and I got all these Spawn comics. Cause I, I never bought Spawn when it came out. Uh, I, I was be- I was behind the times. So I think by the time I started working at Comic Galaxy, Spawn was already worth something, and I was like, "Oh, can't buy those," so I just never collected it. That was back when Comic Galaxy was that image store. We were like, where the, our inventory was seventy five percent image comics and twenty five percent Marvel and DC. Like, oh, we just bought a few of those, but we bought uh, like a hundred copies of Team Seven Number One. <laughs> Gen 13 everybody got to get there their the the book comic book they read with one hand they're jerk off comics because J Scott Campbell knows how to draw women <laughs> or at least women that teenagers wanted to look at back in the in the mid to late 90s <laughs> and then you're know, like oh I'm done with this gender 13 I'm just gonna draw a straight up almost porn book called danger girl <laughs> Yeah, uh, creator-owned, creator-owned Danger Girl from the Cliffhanger Comics. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, they they all those dudes left Marvel to go make their make books an Image, and then like three of them were like, "Oh fuck this shit, this Image bullshit. We're gonna make our own comic label of boobs <laughs> called Cliffhanger Comics." <laughs> <laughs> stroke. They, they were such stroke books. Oh my god! I, I I'm surprised that those aren't worth something because I can only imagine how many of them were ruined by horny young men. Good god! Because <laughs> it was like, the cliffhanger. It was like Danger Girl, Battle Chasers, and some other book, some third book I cannot remember to save my life. <laughs> and Battle Chasers never came out because that artist was too busy playing PlayStation 1. He was playing all the Final Fantasy games on PS1, so he'd rather sit and work in an RPG than draw a comic. Uh, J. Scott Campbell was the only professional who was like, I like to draw boobs, and I'm going to draw them every month and get paid. <laughs> I, I don't remember, I remember. There was three cliffhanger books, and then I think they eventually like had to... like. Fold back into, I think they folded back into image. Like we're sorry, we fucked up. <laughs> I, I almost want to Google it, but I don't want to grind the the show to a halt. Where I just sit here clickety clacking, looking up cliffhanger comics. And I and I I, I ashamedly I, I bought a bunch of those because I and not to stroke them, but because I thought they were like I was I was getting in early. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like buying Amazon at a dollar. This is is like buying Apple stock early, man. This stuff's going to be worth something. I remember buying all the Danger Girls, all four issues of Battle Chasers that came out. That dude never finished the fucking book. Those people just like a red... I I remember the the, the, the female lead, Red Monica, and her her, um, Gravity Defying Cans. Oh, you you have Battle Chasers, or us trade paper. It's funny because he was so obsessed with Video, games. I think th- there there eventually was a Battle Chasers video game. I think mean, uh, it came out on Switch. <laughs> well, so it, it was so within the last five years, there was a Battle Chasers game on Nintendo Switch. I, remember, I, I I I was going through my boss's boxes. I'm like what? I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this Battle Chasers game? <laughs> this is a failed comic book. <laughs> Yeah, that was another thing like, uh, he, I got. He, I think they tried to do a relaunch, and uh, he, he put a, ah, there was a GameCube game. It was I think it was a PS2 and a GameCube game called Dark in the Sky, and then and that artist Joe Matiera he did all the character design for it because uh, he I, he was just using comic books as a uh, as a stepping stone to get into video games. That that's all he really wanted. He 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 didn't care about comic books. He just wanted to like he got he got popular drawing uh, the X Men and then he got hired away. Danger Girl, Baljeet, oh, C- Crimson was the third one. I don't know for some I I, I remembered Crimson for, for but for some reason I thought Crimson was like the fourth book that came out later. <laughs> uh. Was it Darksiders? Did he did he do character design for that? I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he was the one doing uh, character design for Darksiders because th- those uh that character design really did look like a Joe Mad, really sloppily painted, <laughs> digitally drawn characters. I, I would not be shocked if that was if that was the 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 the, the games of the Four Horsemen. It was Darksiders which uh, came out... What was that? That was, like, PS3 and Xbox 360. And then, like, I think they only did two of them. They were, they were supposed to have four games for the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I remember, like, at work, we, we st- I think we, we still have uh, the second Darksiders for, for PS3 and, uh, and and Xbox 360, but... Yeah, it was supposed to be like Zelda with an edge. You're one of the Four Horsemen. I remember how that, how much that first game was hyped up. It's like this is the next Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that that guy, he, he like I said, he, uh, he, 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 he stepping stone comics. Did Th- they got through three of the Horsemen? Was there a third Dark Starers game that I'm not aware of? That maybe came out on PS4 and Xbox One? I, I guess may, maybe there was a Dark three. I, I, I obviously wasn't paying attention. I just, I just know that digging through some some, some stuff from our conventions, I'm like, what the? F- there's a Battle Chasers game? <laughs> no my boss, he couldn't understand my anger. <laughs> and then there's no way I can explain this to you, boss. But this, this is this is, this is the work of a of a charlatan, <laughs> a, a man who hoodwinked. Many comic book fans... This man... built up a following and told them to go fuck themselves. This guy makes me mad. I mean, I might have done the same thing if I was him, but that's beside the point. I do get to work in video games... today. But I didn't... I didn't, I didn't use comic books as a, as a stepping stone. I, I used GameStop as my stepping stone into into Nintendo. I just didn't know it was going to work out that way. <laughs> and I used my I used my connections. <laughs> I used all that time at Nintendo. <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to find my current boss, <laughs> who who thought it was cool that I worked at Nintendo, and he found out I was a really good employee. <laughs> and then he's kept me, and, and he's employed me, and my wife, and my brother, <laughs> and we're all good employees, and we, we've been we've been rewarded for being good employees while well, i get to learn all the secrets of, of the video game industry <clears throat> we didn't land on battle chasers battle chasers landed on us <laughs> that, that that is a quote unquote from JT Polidor here on on facebook live yeah comics i i i i <laughs> that, that was another thing i was reckoning with cause I, I really haven't been able to read any comics uh uh, a friend of mine gave me the, the, the DC Infinite Code that I, I I did log in a few months ago, and i just the, the time is just ticking away on my free year, and I can't stand reading comic books on my phone. <laughs> and uh, 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 Pete was kind enough to send me along for Christmas. He he sent me a a twelve issue miniseries from one of my favorite writers, so I I got to read through that, but who has the time? <laughs> I so uh, I I used to just catch up and read a lot of stuff while I was at Pete's store when we were doing the the podcast but now like oh we moved out here and Pete Pete's busy doing his own thing so now I, I I my connection to the comic book world is is very uh very slim now <laughs> it, it's mainly now through whatever Disney puts on Disney Plus that's uh, all all the all the TV shows I'm, I'm I'm gonna. Wa- I watched uh, Moon Knight. I'm gonna watch Ms. Marvel when that comes out. Uh, I, I was joking around on on someone's Twitch stream the you know, the other day. I'm like, they're they're gonna do something big during Ms. Marvel to punish all these all these uh, shitty comic book fans who are gonna skip Ms. Marvel. Something important is gonna happen in that show. You know? just to spite everybody and be like fuck you we know you motherfucking incels don't want to watch this show about a little teenage muslim superhero we're gonna like drop wolverine in the middle of it because fuck you that's why <laughs> that's what's gonna uh, and then, and then I, I just know i'm like all oh, right marvel is petty enough to do that I, and then so i was gonna watch the show anyway but i, I was saying that during, during twitch and i'm like they're gonna do that because you know fuck y'all <laughs> we're going to make you motherfuckers watch this, because this is going to tie into that, that Captain Marvel 2 movie that's going to come out at some point next year. Well, that movie got moved around. They're they're moving all their stuff around. Like I said. <laughs> but yeah, my connection to comic books is very tenuous now. Like When I watched Moon Knight with my wife, I was like, guess what, honey? We are in the same boat. All I knew, this motherfucker's name is Mark Scepter. He's an archaeologist, and that's, all I know about Moon Knight. Everything else is a goddamn mystery to me. So we're gonna both enjoy this show, and I will not be able to answer any of your questions as we're watching this. <laughs> See, uh, my, my wife does eventually listen to these sometimes. Like there, there's times where like, she gets annoyed when, when I when I when I say things, but then she's also asking me questions as we're watching it, and I'm like, all right. I'm going to try to limit my answers to specifically what you asked and not expand like I I indubitably do because that's what I do. I talk for a living. <laughs> so, yeah, Ms. Marvel? I don't know. All I know is she's not like the comics. She's not going to stretch. She's going to be basically like a Green Lantern. <laughs> and that doesn't offend me that they changed her powers because I'm not emotionally invested. So... Some people are super mad, like, oh she should be stretchy. They're not stretching. They're not giving her stretchy powers because spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler from uh Multiverse of Madness. If you still haven't watched that movie, I, I am not gonna spoil the cool thing that happened in it. Although Marvel's Twitter has gone out of their way to to spoil it and then regular Twitter has has spoiled it till all over the place, but I, I'm not going to sit here and spoil it for you. It's going to be on. It's going to be on Disney Plus in like two weeks, I think. <laughs> when we logged in the other night to watch Obi Wan. I'm like, oh, what? Multiverse of Madness coming like June something or other. Cool. I get to watch it again from home. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order me some weed gummies through uh through whatever Postmates or whatever. I'm going to get sufficiently high. I'm going to watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> I'm going to do a Doctor Strange double feature. I'm going to watch 1 and 2. I'm going to get stoned out of my mind and I'm just going to be just like <laughs> all I'm going to hear in the background is the Doctor Who music as I'm like stoned out of my mind watching uh the Doctor Strange movies. I'm just going to be a <laughs> the music that gave me nightmares as a child <laughs> oh it, yeah it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a couple of weeks do because uh, now now it's been like a month or so, or I, I guess they get they give it forty five days or some like, like six weeks, whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be on Disney Play There was a little placard on Disney Plus that said, "Oh, Multiverse of Madness coming." It was like June something or July something. Yes, I see. See, I think of my fellow parents here who don't have time to go to the movies. <laughs> My my wife made time for us, and my wife has already scheduled uh, my mother in law to come watch Tiger when 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 Love and the Thunder comes out. Like we're 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 gonna get tickets to the at the at the at the Fullerton uh, AMC where we can uh, it's like dine and I guess, I guess they have like dinner and a movie. My wife's already been like, oh yeah, nope, this is the plan. Love and Thunder comes out, we're gonna get tickets. We're gonna order a dinner there. We're gonna we're gonna have a like a full on date night. Nanny, nanny, grandma's gonna come over, hang out with a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Out yet. We, we haven't gone to see that. But my wife is more motivated to see um, uh, Chris Hemsworth potentially naked. She's like, oh, we're gonna go see that. And she 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 loves Taika Waititi's humor, and and uh, and topless. Uh, um, topless and possibly bottomless, Chris Hemsworth. So she's like, "We're watching Love and Thunder the day it comes out, <laughs> or at least the weekend it comes out. We're gonna watch that movie." My wife is very motivated, <laughs> and I'm like, "Cool! I love these Marvel movies. Let's go, honey." <laughs> she she loved Multiverse of Madness because it was a Sam movie. Raim- it was <laughs> Doctor Strange slash Evil Dead. <laughs> So Daniel, make sure the the kids are in bed before you and the wife fire up Multiverse of Madness on. Uh, is Top Gun Maverick going to show up on, on on Paramount Plus soon, or in like three weeks? <laughs> I know Tom Cruise wanted that movie to to be in theaters. You have to. Uh, I keep. I, I hear Universal praise for that movie. And they're like, go watch it in IMAX. And I'm like, I don't have that luxury if that thing shows up on Paramount Plus or or wherever whoever was the movie coming in that funded that movie that'd be cool I'll, I'll happily watch it at home I don't care I have a pretty big TV <laughs> we're good yeah yeah make sure you yeah, no, don't watch it with the kids <laughs> there's a whole lot of killing that in that Doctor Strange movie There's some very violent deaths. It's Sam Raimi, like pushed the limit of (laughs) PG-13. Just yeah, you'll find out. It's fun. A lot of shaky cam, a lot of Sam Raimi stuff. Wow, I thought this was gonna be a short episode, and here we are at 43 minutes. Get me, get me started about nerds. That's why I have the podcast because I can talk endlessly about nerd shit. and especially uh, as always when when when, they're, when you guys are here live watching and you're commenting, you guys are an immense help. Uh, anyway, think I forgot it was last week or the week before. I think uh, Warren was here and was the only comment. Uh, last week was like a was a TED talk. Oh, your kids are waiting for it. Well, be forewarned. <laughs> there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of killing. <laughs> you people die violently <laughs> it's, it's I, I will say no more i uh, i highly suggest y- you do a, a, a run through watching the movie once yourself and then make that decision if you're if you want your kids to see it <laughs> cuz uh, the the villain in the movie just goes buck wild <laughs> the villain is just taking people out there's one that just haunts me to this day there's, there's, there's one of the deaths just really just like ooh it's still in the back of my head I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see a gif of it on, on Twitter yeah you're going to have to pre-screen it there's a, I see it there's a gif of one of the deaths on Twitter and I still kind of just like shudder I'm like ooh <laughs> like Twitter made it worse <laughs> Twitter made that kill worse because they, they, they showed the the, the, the the clip in slow motion and I was like, oh I thought the I thought that character snapped the other character's neck. Oh no. That character twisted the top half of the person's head off, but it happened so fast. You might not catch it. It's like what? It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. PG thirteen was pushed to the limit. If they liberally put a few F-bombs in it, they probably would have gotten R, but... <laughs> that movie deserved at least one F-bomb. <laughs> a strategically placed non-sexual F-bomb would have been perfect in that movie. <laughs> Should have gave it to Bruce Campbell. <laughs> but again, uh, thank you guys for watching. I'm going I'm to wrap it up now. It is now el- almost 11.30 p.m. Those of you who came... yeah, Actually, we were pretty lively. We had a, up to like seven live people watching at once. Uh, all the parents up late (laughs) Uh, thank you for watching uh make sure to follow me on social media at dre gb podcast i'm very active on twitter not so active on on instagram and uh slightly active on facebook Uh, (laughs) dre gb podcast and uh my youtube has suffered greatly because of the, the the amount of work i have at work has been has grown exponentially so I've only, i have only—I think I only had one new video in the last two weeks. I, I'm going to try to probably make a video like right now after the show is over. <laughs> so uh, YouTube.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. No more n- letters, numbers. It's—we're we, at 112 subscribers, and we're still growing. Even though I haven't put new content out, I guess a lot of the content I have out is is kind of evergreen, and it's still getting views. So, but I should—I need to keep continuing. To create content, so YouTube.com forward slash Dre's Geek, Geek Philosophy Podcast. Well, let me give one more. Let me give a shout out to our patrons Daniel Wong and yeah, the Google and, and Ryan Tanaka. And also, um, a, a very last minute shout out to my old roommate Trent Trail, who 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 faithfully listens to the audio version of this podcast. Uh, I <laughs> he had a good laugh where I brought him up during uh, some of the bad movie talk last week. <laughs> So I want to make sure I give a shout-out to, to my, my, my faithful audio listener, Trent Trail. Thank you so much for, for listening to this after the fact. Big ups to you, Trent. And, uh, and, if, and uh, yeah, that's it. Listen to me on Comic-Centric whenever that drops, if that drops this Wednesday or next Wednesday. It's a, a very fun chat with my, with my buddies Cruz and Pete Malini. And we'll see you guys here next week. We'll see you guys next time thank you for watching thank you for listening as always live my my live audience thank you so much for being here and helping me out have yourselves a good night and for my wife i do this just for her